from all the pregame madness that started with the infamous cough with Derek. Going all the way to the closed door meetings at Hilton Head Island. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We are at the end of Big Brother All-Stars Season 22. And for the last time this season, let's hit that music. And welcome to XM Cinema. I'm your host, Xavier Mustafa. And like I said in the open, we are talking about Big Brother All-Star Season 22. And what a season it was. I I can actually say it started out with a bang, then it kind of went to a whimper, then it kind of got good again, and then it kind of almost went out with a whimper. I did not think this last week would be as entertaining as, as it has been, but it actually was. I, I can say that I'm actually satisfied with this season, and it's for a lot of reasons. But I'm going to talk about a little bit about the second to last episode um, where I think they did part. Yeah, they were about to go into part one of the HO, three-part HOH competition, and they kind of did these segments on each one of them and how they could possibly win the game. And so I'm thinking about it like, okay, I know Cody's going to have a great story. Uh, Enzo's going to have a pretty good story. But uh, Nicole, I wasn't really banking on it. I'm like, they're going to really have to stretch to try to get me to believe that she has any chance of winning this game. But when they actually put the package together, I was like, you know what? I can actually see Nicole winning this game. I know, ladies and gentlemen, I don't really talk highly about Nicole, but... (laughs) But I actually have to give some credit where credit is due. I think the biggest flaw in Nicole's game is, yes, she played under the radar. Yes, she came in as a previous winner that put a target on her back. But you have to, in this game, you have to kind of keep yourself relevant. And I think that's one thing that she really didn't do. She really didn't keep herself relevant because she didn't win anything until she finally got towards the end of the game. Cause let me let me let me look at her stats right here. So Nicole F she became head of household week ten. And I don't think she was ever a veto winner. Nope, never won the veto. Uh never won the safety comps. Yeah, she didn't do anything to the end really. Um, so I think that was the biggest flaw in her game. I think if she would have made it to the end, spoiler alert, uh, if she would have made it to the final two, that probably would have been her downfall. They'd have been like, Hey, what have you done for me lately? (laughs) Okay. Well, actually that wouldn't really apply because she didn't do a lot for everybody lately. But what did you do at the beginning of the game? I mean, you threw your guy Ian under the bus, you threw Danny under the bus, so all of your close allies, the only person you didn't throw under the bus was Cody. Um, so 
Yeah, so I kind of like the package they did for him. Um, I also enjoyed the package that they did for Enzo. You know, Enzo, great social game, friends with everybody. Even though he wasn't in the big, huge alliance, he was still close enough to all the people in that alliance where he was never a target. The man was never put on the block. He won two head of households, and I think he won two vetoes. Let me see. Uh, he won the veto that he was... Nope, nope, that was McCody's head of household. He won the veto. Oh, no, he didn't win any vetoes. Okay, well, he won two head of households, and he actually put uh, some... Let's see, he put up Kaser and Christmas, sent Kaser home. Then the second time he became head of household, he nominated Nicole and Christmas and sent Christmas home. Now... Excuse me, where I think his fatal flaw was when they actually did the triple eviction, um, when he had the opportunity to take out Nicole. If he would have took out Nicole, I think that totally changes the end of the game. I think that's that's Enzo's that's Enzo's claim to fame. That would have won him the game right there. But he failed to pull the trigger. So when it actually came, came down to it, you know, I kind of looked at it kind of like some of the jury did. Like, okay, yeah, you won two head of household competitions, which are great. But really, you didn't make any huge moves. The biggest move that you made was getting out Kaser. And that was early in the game. So by the time of the end of the game, people forgot about it. But I think that was his fatal flaw. Also, he couldn't pull it out when he needed to pull it out. I mean, when we go into the three-part hit household competition, you know, he ended up with a time, I think, of like 35 minutes or something like that in the comp where Cody got it done in like a ridiculous amount of time. I think it was like five or six minutes or something like that. You know, and then he started to kind of, you know, beat himself up over it. And, like, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, hey, bro, you 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 gotta pull it out. You can't totally rely on the social game, and you, you gotta you gotta back it up. And in my opinion, he didn't back it up. Then they talked about Cody, and one of the things I will say about Cody is Cody is very lucky. I mean, his game could have blown up in his face so many times, so many times. He had so many alliances, and. What's weird is people could actually see that Cody was pretty much pulling the strings from the beginning, but nobody could do anything about it. And that's great for Cody, but I think if, you know, that's why they had to get like the Janelles and the Casers out of there, because those would have been the one that would have formed an army to take them out. Now, unfortunately, they kind of had a weak army, so Cody was very fortunate in that. But uh, it's, it's just just so interesting. Things could have changed so much in this game. I, I, I would love to have seen Ian be there a little longer to see what he's going to do. Um, I was rooting for David. David kind of went into this house as an underdog. Keep in mind, this is the all-star season. David's in it just basically because of what happened to him last season. He was kind of singled out. He was evicted right away. Had this very, very emotional like good uh, exit interview with Julie Chan, and that's why I decided to bring him back. Now, I think 
what happened with him is he had that pit bull Memphis on his butt the entire game. Memphis really, and I, I'm gonna call I'm gonna call Memphis out. Although he won three out of households, and he won. Wow, just one veto. I, um, apparently, I've been thinking all these people have done some awesome veto wins, but he only won one veto. But Tyler proved to me that he's nothing more than a racist. I'm not saying that because he went after an African American, but the fact that he basically almost said the N word. I mean, you could hear the N, and the word was coming out of his mouth. And luckily, Cody stopped him. And I was like, "Why would you? Why would you say that word, knowing that you're being recorded? You know, it just proves the type of guy he is. Memphis to me is not a stand-up guy. I think he's a piece of trash. But he was on David's butt, and you know, kind of doing some research. I think this is the reason why Memphis was not supposed to be part of this cast. Memphis was an extra." And you had uh, Josh and KC who were rumored to actually be on the show. Now, the rumor is they both tested positive for COVID, um, but Josh likes to, you know, say that that wasn't the case without saying it was the case. Like the things he was saying on Twitter never really confirmed or denied that it was, you know, it was COVID. But, I mean, there were obvious videos of him and Casey just partying out in Miami and, and, and stuff like that with tons and tons of people just completely ignoring that there's a pandemic going on. So I'm assuming those two tested positive, which brought Memphis and Keisha, I believe, into the game. And I think Memphis had a big chip on his shoulder because he felt that, why wasn't he guaranteed a shot, but this guy David was. And so he just kept trying and kept trying and then finally got David out uh, week eight. So I was kind of rooting for David for AFP. Um, he would have been my pick. However, AFP was given to Davon. Now let me talk about Davon for a little bit. Davon was somebody who I actually was excited to see this season. I thought she redeemed herself a lot from the last time she played Big Brother by redeeming herself in the challenge. And a challenge is another show that I love. And I was really looking forward to see what she was going to do. But however, it felt like she kept trying to force an alliance with the wrong people. I mean, she had Bailey. She kind of had David. You know, she could have had David, um, but she kept trying to to be that person for Cody and Nicole and Danielle, and it ended up just blowing up in her face. Like I, I kept, I, I like to say it as she kept trying to eat at their table, but they didn't want it there. You know. And, you know, her, you know, calling David and Uncle Tom and just pretty much being mean and nasty to him when all he did was have her back. All he did was go with the plan that they came up with. And granted, she didn't find out till she got to the jury house that David was actually there for. But 
Yeah, I agree with David for saying that Devon ruined his game because Devon did ruin his game. Devon also ruined her game because she could not see the forest for the trees. She could not see that these people that she thought was her friends were not her friends. The people that were her friends were the ones that she was kind of, I don't want to say treating, treating like cat, but treating like crap. You know. But I don't know. I'm very disappointed in Davon. She won AFP. Yay for her. I, I just, honestly, if I never see Davon on TV again, I'll be happy. Uh, let's see. Is there anybody else I want to talk about? Maybe I'll talk about Bailey for a moment, even though she really wasn't in the long, she wasn't in the game long enough to make a, a impact. But I think if she would have stayed a little longer, she could have been a, a very good contender. But again, I think Davon dragged her down too. Janelle and Kaser, you know, they were early votes just because I think any, any time they're in the competition, you got to go after those two because, those two have have proven that when they work together, they make a pretty good team. I mean, Kaser was on the tail of Cody and Nicole and pretty much that whole side of the house almost the entire time. So that's why they were fe- that's why they feared him and they got him out. Tyler. Tyler. I think Tyler did a lot of floating in this game. He really only kicked it in towards the middle part of the game. Uh, he had two head of households and two veto wins. And unfortunately, I think it was, wasn't it the triple, was it the triple eviction that got him? Uh, let's see. No, he was right. He was the next one after the triple eviction uh, because of the failed attempt at Nicole to get Nicole nominated. See, if Enzo would have followed with the plan, we might have had a Tyler, a Cody at the end of this game. That would have been interesting. One thing I want to make a comment on about Cody. Cody, he really played as Derek this season. (laughs) I know it's kind of funny because you know, in Derek's season, Derek played as Derek. Of course, Cody played as Cody. Cody ended up being the winner up. And I think Cody went into this game. It's like, you know how, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing, except I'm going to make sure that I play as the Derek. And I think he did that very well. And Enzo was his, his Cody. Yeah, just came up with that right, right there. Um, Get to the final three. You got Cody, Enzo, and Nicole. Uh, Nicole wins the first part of the triple or triple. Three-part head of household. Cody wins the second part. Those two go head-to-head in the final, which basically was a uh, one of the question and answer competitions. Oh, this is one of the things I want to say about Big Brother 2. To have part one of the comp, something that they've done before, I thought was a real cop-out. This is Big Brother All-Stars. Come on, guys. If you're not going to do comps that pay homage to maybe some of the older games, for instance, when they did the uh, the chess game, uh, the case for one in this season, that was kind of cool. That was that was special. I think a lot of the, the games this season, I think, were just copies. I mean, you got to have your staples, like you got to have your old tab. You know, you got to have your Zingbot, you know, stuff like that. 
But everything else, they could have changed up a little bit. So I didn't like the fact that the same part one is the same part one I think they've had like the past couple of years. They did mix it up in part two. Part two is a little bit different. Three was a little bit different in the fact that it was every house guest that was in the, excuse me, the jury, <coughs> that was in the jury, they had a record. And on that record were like three songs that had to do with, you know, stuff that happens in the house. So it'll be like, this first song is Bailey was evicted before she was a, before she won her first second veto or something like that. And you had to figure out which one of those were incorrect. And then you had to grab either A, B, or C to uh, indicate which one of the three that you think were incorrect. So I did like that one very much. Uh, when they first started out, I think it was the very first question, Nicole got wrong, and then she never caught back up to Cody. So Cody ends up winning that. You have a very emotional moment where Cody uh, votes out Nicole. Nicole is super savage because she thought Cody was her number one and thought Cody had her back. But, I mean, when I look at it, I mean, it, I understand why Cody did what he did because, hands down, I think there's no way Cody lost his game once he made it to them in the final three. I'm going to be real. But if there's anybody that he could potentially lose it to, it has to be Nicole. It has to be Nicole because she can always say, I'm a two-time winner. I'm a two-time winner. I'm, I'm a winner already. None of you got me out. You tried. It didn't work. I made it to the end. I won when I needed to win. Like, she could have really built a case against Cody, and hopefully if there was enough bitter people in the jury, they would have voted for Nicole over Cody. But you also got to remember that Nicole isn't the nicest person in the world. You know, that's why she's having problems right now with her sponsors because of things she said in the house against Ian. So she's kind of getting her karma, but... Yeah, it's, but yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with Cody taking the call. Enzo, now, let's say if Enzo were to flip the house and get everybody to vote for him versus Cody, uh, Enzo's speech, all over the place. <laughs> you know, God bless the guy. He, he seems like a cool guy. He, he's just... He just wasn't as focused as he should have been. Um, so his speech was all over the place where Cody's were more precise. I did this, 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 and this. And Enzo's like, you know, hey, I weaponized Cody. You know, I, you know, you know, were part of, you know, all the evictions and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But he's just really all over the place with his speech. So trying to think i don't really think anything really got revealed when they all got to talking together uh because of the whole covid situation it was weird because you had julie chen in her normal area of the house you had cody and enzo inside the house house and then the backyard was actually made into kind of a cool studio and that's where all of the people that were in the jury uh stayed in and they casted their votes and then the uh, thing was brought out, I'm assuming disinfected, and then Julie, you know, read off who uh, who had what votes. Cody is the second person to win with a unanimous 
votes. The only only person to win with an unanimous vote was, I believe, it was Dan Giesling. So, congrats to Cody on the win. Um, I don't think they're going to do another All-Stars anytime soon. Um, I think they've learned a lot this current season about, you know, putting one of these together. The biggest drawback is the pregame alliances. And I don't care what anybody says. There were pregame alliances in the house. You could tell right away. Um, I just wish I'm saying I'm a lot. Sorry guys. Um, (laughs) did I do it again? I would love to see this game play without the pregame alliances. I think without the pregame alliances, this game totally changes. I think we get some different alliances. I think we get, you know, a good mixture of people. I don't know. I think it would have been more of an epic battle. I really wanted this season to be more of an epic back and forth battle, but it was basically a slaughter between the committee, who was the biggest alliance in the house, and everybody else. A slaughter. It was like the Red Wedding. <laughs> so that that's that's and how do you how do you keep that from happening? You know, because I know when they reach out to these guys, I know they have to sign NDAs or non disclosure agreements. So they really shouldn't be discussing these things anyway. But for them to kind of all get together, because apparently there was a group that talked to Derek. There was a group that talked to Tyler of where he lives in Hilton Head. And these alliances were formed. Oh, excuse me. And um, I, I just don't really care for that at all. I want to see a pure game. Um, I hope next season I just want all new players. And I want to see the game really play out. I would love to see another celebrity season. I don't know why we haven't gotten another one. The last one was actually pretty good. So, I guess I really have nothing more to say about this particular season of Big Brother. Overall, I thought it was very entertaining. I just really would have wished it would have been more of a back and forth battle between the different sides of the houses. Of the house, but... You know, with pregame alliances and stuff like that, you know, everybody that wasn't part of that pregame alliance was basically a lamb to the slaughter. So, so that's it. That's all I got. Hope you guys enjoyed this uh, 23 minutes of Big Brother All-Star recap. And um, I don't know. I don't know what the next season is coming up. I know. I know that they're not doing the Survivor. So, can't do Survivor, unfortunately. I know they're recording right now the next challenge. But no telling when that's going to air. I definitely want to do The Mandalorian. I'm recording this on Thursday. The new season of The Mandalorian does start tomorrow. I will definitely be watching it. I'll probably be covering that. I know I promised you guys some movie reviews. Uh, Mulan, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1 and 2. Yes, I went back to the past and watched some of my favorite movies. Do they still hold up? You guys will find out shortly. But follow me on my social medias at XM Cinema on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can tweet me. You can Instagram me. You can 
Facebook me and say, hey, I really would like you to cover this, or hey, I would really like you to cover this season, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to work it in. So that's it, guys. Until we meet again, make sure you take care of yourselves and each other. Big Brother All-Stars Season 22. I'm out.